When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done. Today we discuss great songs off Kiss albums that suck. I'm joined today by special guest Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon. Today, because the world needs it, we are going to have yet another podcast about KISS. Yes, there is not enough podcasts or episodes out there regarding this band, so we will add yet another. And today, I am joined by fellow Decibel Geek scribe, Baco. Baco, how are you? I'm fucking good. How are you? I'm excellent. Are you ready for today's subject? I am. And did you do your research? <laughs> Yeah, no. uh, for the last uh, 40 years of my life. But. <laughs> Today we're going to start with Kiss because it's something that's that's in our blood that is simple to talk about and is a good way to, to kick off this podcast. So, yeah, you, with, you, you don't run short of uh, things to disagree about with a band like Kiss. So That is correct. And, and from just, and, and how long have we known each other, Baco? <laughs> what time? According to the counter here, about seventeen minutes. So. That, that's correct. Um, we know each <laughs> other in general from we both write for Decibel Geek, which is both a rock podcast and a website. Baco has wrote several articles, including one called "But I Don't Want to Hear Alive." <laughs> you, you read that headline exactly how it sounds in my head. I know that's what I'm saying. Is that there was a connection, man? It's, it's, <laughs> but but and, and so through this. Through this, this is like the test of having Baco as is a, a guest on Cobras and Fire in the future, is to see if we, you know, still connect on the same songs with, with Kiss, or at the end of it, we just say fuck this guy. Both of us say that, and and we go our separate ways. 
All right. Well, that's this is enough blabber before we get into the content. Today we are going to. Well, why don't you tell us what we're going to do? We're going to pick one great song off a bad Kiss album. Yes. A long time ago on Metal Sludge, I read an article reviewing Gene Simmons' solo album Asshole, and it, <laughs> it, it, it said that this. To paraphrase, it says, Gene Simmons' asshole album sucks donkey balls. <laughs> and it said, I don't need, I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean that literally. If you were to put the CD under a donkey, it would jump up <laughs> and start slurping on the donkey's nuts. And, that, and that's, where, that's the kind of albums that we're, we are mentioning today. But in that donkey scrotum licking album's core is one great song. So I'm going to start with Animalize. It's an album full of ridiculousness to me uh, of Kiss, where the first three songs even, when I was, even when I was a little kid, I was like, these guys really like fire. I mean, you, <laughs> you look at this, it starts off like, I've had enough in parentheses into the fire. The next song is Heaven's on Fire. And the next one, they're, they're burning a bitch. I mean, this is some heavy core shit. And just none of it really connected me. The Gene songs... And I even like the riff, the riff to "Burn, Bitch, Burn." The song itself isn't good. I mean, "Log in a Fireplace" and all that stuff. But, but when it comes down to the best song on the album, hands down, is "I've Had Enough." <laughs>
you can go next. All right. Well, I'm going to pick up uh, Monster. Or as I've uh, renamed it, Monsterd. Um, Kiss. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was actually, I, I, I'm not going to use my veto because I'm so entertained to why you think this is the, the, the worst out of all of them. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Sonic Boom and Monster are kind of sister albums, and they both sound like The Bastard Child of Asylum, which I don't think is a good record. And there is nothing on these records that are just, you know, I, without getting into the whole Tommy and Eric as Ace and Peter thing, they're just, this record is just a pile of shit. I mean, in the cover, it, it looks like uh, something you'd pick up, like one of those like greatest hits CDs at a truck stop. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that, 100, 100%. Absolutely no effort. They even stole the Monster logo off a Monster Energy drink. It was a big letdown, uh, but I really, really, really like the song Hell or Hallelujah. Everything else on there, I can't even remember how it goes. Well, I have to. Well, okay. Well, so hello, 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 hallelujah. See, you can't even say it. How can you say it's a good song? I hell, hallelujah. Through ya, booya. What? I mean, that's the one you're picking, huh? Well, I'm gonna tell you that that I liked Hello Hallelujah the first time called All American Man. Whoa, another great song. might be i mean the riff is great i mean i don't know if you can hear that I, which is weird because everybody else says oh it sounds like i stole your love but but as soon as i heard it i thought which one is this i'm like this i think this is all american I, man i get the i stole your love comparison yeah Th there's a couple things that, that mystify me about kiss here's guys that have been around for 40 years and how do they not have how can they how can they leave the studio thinking this sounds perfect? I'm not talking about the songs, I'm talking about the production. They know okay. that if something doesn't sound right or not at this point. Number two. Well, first, well before you go on that on that point, then I'll say this. Um, everybody in the band pretty much has kowtowed to Paul Stanley running the show on that right. on that end. And you gotta remember he's only got one ear, so <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um Maybe he only heard the part that uh, on the one side, and the rest of the guys were like, don't say anything. See, that was just sitting out there, low-hanging fruit. <laughs> okay, carry on. The end of this, this, this show, too, is that you may convince me to go back and revisit some albums that I thought sucked. So I'm going to tell you that go back, possibly, if you can, try to listen to Wall of Sound, and it's a guilty pleasure, but take me down below... He says the part where he says, take me, and it just reminds me of the song, take me. It's it's over-the-top ridiculous, almost as, mm -hmm. uh, as much as Burn Bitch that Burn. That song in particular irritates the fuck really? out of me. Really? Wall right. of Sound is okay, I guess, but uh, I'll go back and listen to it. I, 
What, what the long, fuck? Long, yeah. long Way Down is different for them, at least. At least it doesn't have, does, it's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I'll tell you what, it has more balls and more more energy, I think, than a lot of the, the mid-80s stuff. <laughs> I think that Monster is a, while not top 10 album, it's not a bottom five. And you think that Monster is? Monstered. Yes, you've said that many times. I, I, it's, you, it's a pile of shit. Okay, I, we, we get it. Monstered, pile of shit. It's, it steams. You don't need to explain your jokes, Baco. And is, is it back to me? Mm-hmm. What Asi- you got? I got Asylum. And let me tell you, that my opinion of this album has nothing to do with the ridiculously silly outfits that they were, they were wearing at the time. Uh, it has nothing to do with the silly cover. It has nothing to do with anything silly about it. This has to do with only the music. And I have heard people go on and on about how this is an underrated album. I say, bullshit! This album is not good except for a few songs. And 
they're actually pretty much the singles to me that I can that I can stand. <laughs> I do like Tears Are Falling. I, I think that, that is a song that they should play more and keep in the set. And it is actually one of the only songs not co-written during the 80s. It's one of the only ones that Paul Stanley wrote by himself. The uh, other one, though, I'm going to pick is my best song on that album. And it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but I, I keep going back to there's no guilty pleasures. It's just the stuff that you like. Who wants to be lonely? <laughs> Baco, I picked Asylum last time. I picked Analyze first. You picked Monster. It's your turn. 
Next up is Dynasty, and because I am so clever, like with my monster, this is going to be called Dynasty. Dynasty. Uh, their disco piece of shit. I can't believe this was the first new music by the band that I got to experience as a fan. It just... Well, that was the first new music... Okay, so you became a fan in between Love Gun and... Love Gun, yeah. I I, I became a fan on Kiss Alive 2. Uh, And then I worked my way back, and then uh, two years later, they threw this piece of shit at me. I mean, I was only nine or eight years old, something like that, so I didn't realize how bad it was. Um, But... The, the fact that the best song on the record was written by Keith Richards and Mick Jagger tells you pretty much what you need to know. But it does have one shining gem on it, and that, of course, is Charisma, which everybody would agree. Is it my fortune or my fate? Is it my money or my
you have your beer in hand? I do now. I am picking Unmasked. <laughs> did you just did you just uh, spit out the beer? Yeah, Unmasked? Yeah, Unmasked. Can I not Probably pick it? It's my, it's my pick. It is the best record they released in 1980. <laughs> okay. So, the, the, the cover kind of sums it up. I still, I still think they suck. This, <laughs> this album is a, there are some, there are some decent songwriting, some, some, with some hooks, good pop melodies, but the overall result, God, it is, it's just, it's just brutal. The production, I even bought the iTunes quote, mastered for iTunes recently because the, it at least boosted the sound a bit made it made it at least not completely thin is that you and uh, a couple other tracks you can Ow! actually oh yeah you can actually hear a little bit of uh well teeny tiny balls to the music but overall it just it just doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me boy best song there's so much to choose from um I will say this: there are three. And you really would play bad... these songs. You would play these songs with pride. Oh, indeed, indubitably. Okay. I love this record. Um, okay. uh, the only songs I don't like are the three Ace tunes, and they all start with a T. Two sides of the coin, <laughs> Torpedo Girl, and Talk to Me. No, it's those like... those are probably the the worst songs on the album. I'll, I will tell you that much. I, can, I anytime I hear Talk to Me, I want to just jump out of a, a window and make sure that I'm on the fifth floor. I mean, well, it was just watching Sesame street and the letter of the day was T and he wrote three songs. <laughs> they are all bad. Torpedo um, but girl. I love you're all that I want. Um, I love tomorrow. I that, really, that, that, that. I think we can actually settle this right now. I will tell you right now when I bought the iTunes remaster, what I mean by that is I did not buy the whole album. I downloaded these songs. You're all that I want, which I think is an unrated Gene song, completely. It's like it could have been on a solo album, but it's actually it, it's good. I agree. And tomorrow, tomorrow is the best song on the album to me. You don't like "Is That You"? Yes, I do. "Is That You" is that it would be either a toss up between "Is That You" and "Tomorrow." "Is That You" is a is a. The weird thing about that is we're actually picking a cover song for this album too. Well, where I was heading is that my actual favorite song on the record is What Makes the World Go Round. Really? I can see that, yep. too. Hmm. But I got to tell you, You're All That I Want is a pretty close second. Ahead of Tomorrow for me, but I love Tomorrow. Um, another T song, though. And you like you do like Is That You or not? Ah, huge fan. I, I underrated that. that Crawling up, crawling up the stairs, bathroom. It's a sleazy fucking song, right? It is, and it should have been recorded on a record that had balls. All right, Baco, it's been quite a journey. I think we both learned something today. At least you have. <laughs> so we are going to end the episode with the track we have both agreed is the best song on Unmasked. And that song is is that you? Ow!
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Some people are really fucking stupid. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.